Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirman Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're now in Masachet Nidadav Ayin Aleph Amud Aleph. This is our penultimate podcast of Masachet Nida. Uh, it is, uh, we're going to begin with Mishnah Hay in this, the 10th parak. Haisha Shemaita, a woman died, Vyatz Ami Men Ravitam. And Ravitam, which, remember, is Metami Bo'alamait, uh, comes out of her, Meotomakom, Metamamishum Ketem, that dam is metamishum ketem, umetame ba'ohel, and also revitam, which seems to be uh, burning the candle at both ends, because metamishum ketem assumes that she was alive when it came out, and metamame ba'ohel, of course, assumes that it's blood of death. We'll see the development in the Gemara. Behuda Omer, ain't a metamishum ketem. He disagrees, says there is no din of ketem here, nation at karmishumeta. It left the uterus after she died. Yehuda agrees that in a case where she's giving birth and she's already on the birth stool and she died, because that's the one that came out while she was alive. Uh, and unclear what Rabbi Yehuda's position is about Ohel, but Amar Rabbi Yossi, the Fichach and Metam Ohel, seems to indicate that Rabbi Yehuda would say that she is Metam Ohel, and Rabbi Yossi says, therefore, if you're going to say it happened when she was alive, that Dam cannot be Metam Ohel. Okay, so Michlav the Tanaka Masavar, Afogav the Nakar Dam Mishemeta, Metam Mishum Ketem. So in the first Machloket, um, uh, in the first case, Tanakama's position is Ketem and Ohel, and Rabbi Yudah disagreed because he said it came out after she died, which means that Tanakama's not disagreeing about that. He's saying that even though it came out when she died, Metam Mishum Ketem. So Rabbi Yudah and Chachamim and Tanakama disagree about whether the Makom of the Makor itself is Tameh, and therefore this Dam is Metam Mishum Ketem, because it was certainly in the Makor when before she died. Okay, next piece. Meaning, where Yehuda agrees that there's Tuma Mishum Ketem, which was on the Mashbear, and of course, um, uh, and that means that Tanakama holds that it's Ohel and Ketem. So, Yehuda, Dam Tfusa They disagree about Dam Tfusa, and let's see what Dam Tfusa is. Dam Tfusa. Dam Tfusa is going to be blood that comes out that's not exactly clear if it's Dam Hanefesh, and therefore she be metame ba'ohel. So we have three different opinions. Perish for below is Rabbi Yehuda. Haruk she'atzam imenu dam. Ben b'chaya ben moto. So a fellow was dead, and dam came out of him, whether it came out when he was alive or dead, meaning, safek b'chaya yatzah, safek moto yatzah, safek b'chaya umoto, meaning, we don't know if it came out when he was alive, or came out when he was dead, or came out somewhere in the middle. Zeo dam tfusa. Chachum disagree, and they say, and that's a case of stam safek. It came out while he was alive and dead. It didn't stop. He didn't stop when he died. And they say, let's say Ravitam came out. We're going to follow the rove. If the rove came out when he was alive, then it's not Dam Nefesh. If it came, if if there's a dead guy, he, uh, he had a Ravitam come out of, out of him, he's lying on a bed, and drops are coming out into a hole in the floor, Tamei. Why? Because somewhere in that mix is a drop that happened after he died. 
They take the exact opposite of it. Meaning, the first dam that was in there was dam that came out before he died. And every drop that came in was batel to what was in there. So it's all called dam chayim, as it were. Dam magifa. So Shabbat Kamil Abba that's a, a uh, response, a good response. Rabbi Yudah Latame, Amar Ein Dam Vatal Dam, as we saw Rabbi Yudah through Zvachim. So he says the same about human Dam, Ein Dam Vatal Dam, and therefore the Dam that was already in there, Michayim, does not Mivatal, the Dam Mitan, there is Dam Mitan there. Rabbi Shimon Omeri has a different take, Saluv Al Ha'etz, if somebody up on a, on a cross, Shlamosh Tate Laretz, and his blood is dripping down on the ground. So this is a, a not a typical crucifixion that we're familiar with, but they lash the hands up there, and they die of asphyxiation, but rather somebody who's nailed up there. And under him there's revitam. Maybe the, the blood that came out after he died is still on the, on the wood. Why doesn't he say the same thing to himself about the bed? The answer is Shani Mitad Machalan, the bed it drops drips down on the wood, it could get absorbed into the wood. Okay, next Mishnah. Shanayomir If a woman has Dam Tohar, which means she let's say had a boy, she had seven days, she went to the mikvah, and now she's waiting thirty three days to be able to eat Kodshim. She can't participate in eating the Korban Pesach, but she can be stirring the water that's going to be used to wash the Korban Pesach, but stirring it with a kli. Chazrulomar, then they changed their mind, they said, She is like somebody who touched a Tmeimate as far as Kodshim goes, which means she can now not touch a kli. Uh, she's not like someone who touched a Tmeimate, she's like herself a Tmeimate, means an Ava Tumah, not just a Rishon Tumah. Okay, now, so the Mishnah said Me'ara, which means she can mix it with a kli, but you can't touch it. Because we're going to refer to this as Chulun Shinasuah because the water is Chulun, but they're using it for Kodesh. It's different than the Chulun Shinasuah Tarata Kodesh that we're accustomed to when it's pure Chulun that are being dealt with on a higher level for sakes of uh, purity outside of the Mikdash. This is going to be used for Kodesh. So we say, and that's why she's not allowed to touch the water. What about the later development? So you see that Chulun, they're related to Kodesh, aren't themselves dealt with like Kodesh. So the answer is, who's the second part of our Mishnah? Chazul is not an evolution where they said, that didn't work, let's change it. Like we see so many times with uh, a girl after 12 months eating truma in her father's house, or with uh, fixing things for a chatzie, ever chatzie ben chorin. This is, a chazul is a different opinion. The Tanya, Mashal Omer, Tful Yom Tchilal HaKodesh, the Tamishnayim, it's all Echad. He knows that a Tful Yom is like a Rishon as far as Kodesh goes, which means he touches something, that touches something, and then the third thing down is already, is still Pasul. And therefore, we accepting our Mashal, but only in the world of, world of Kodeshim, we kept her away. Okay, the next piece. The girl who is on Dam Tor can eat Maser Sheni while she's there. She could take dough that's unseparated and and separate out a piece for Chala. She can bring it together and then call it Chala. She can't touch it at that point because she can't touch Truma. 
and Truma and Chava are dealt with the same way. If her spit or tohar fell on a, on a piece of Truma, her mayan is closed and, uh, and uh, none of those mashkim are anything. B'chamay says, nonetheless, on day 40 or day 80, she needs to go to the mikveh again. And that's, of course, based on the famous machloket about Tfulat Yom Aroch, because she's essentially a Tfulat Yom for not one day, but for 33 days or 66 days, whether she needs a Tfilah, which, of course, led to the big machloket between B'chamay Yolau about the, uh, the, um, Toah, whether or not she needed 95 tefillot or 35 tefillot. Because Bechamah had her go every night up until the end, because that might be the end of the 80 days. Okay, now what's this about? We know that Maser Sheni, it's full Yom, can eat Maser Sheni. That night, typically it's going to be that night, can eat Truma, and the next day can eat Kodshin. When you have Chulin, in which Chala is in there, that's not like Chala. And therefore she can touch it. Umakefet, she brings it close. The mitzvah is to take truma from something that's right in front of you. So you bring it all together and then say that's the challah. But you can't say it and then separate it because you can't touch challah. Korala shame. So what's the big statement here is that she can identify this challah and when that goes there that she might touch it. This is a Mishnah in Tful Yom. The liquids of a Tful Yom, it's like, uh, it's like touching a Tful Yom. If you touch a Tful Yom, you're not Tame. So the Mashkin are Tame. Neither one is the Matame. Touching a Tful Yom or the Rok of a Tful Yom. What that means is, I've got to look in the original Mishnah, the beginning of Tful Yom, Bet Mishnah What it means is that a Mishkin Razav was not a Tful Yom. Right, you have a tuma, so mashka zav and a zav, etc., is have a tuma. Okay, but Shammai say that she is considered like a tmei mate, as opposed to it hill says like a nogev tmei mate. My benayu, katina tful yom aroch ikibenayu. So this is about the about the tefila. But Shammai says she has to go to the mikvah at the end of the eighty days, and Beit Hillel says she doesn't. Because think about a regular tful yom. Tful yom goes to the mikvah at let's say four o'clock in the afternoon, and then that night he's taught her. Doesn't have to go to the mikvah again. So Beitela says, so she goes to the mikvah after day 7, and 33 days later she becomes tahar, she doesn't have to go to the mikvah again. Beitela says, no, Tfulat Yom Aroch does have to go to the mikvah again, because there's been many nights in between. Okay. Okay, we'll pause at this point and pick it up in the next final podcast of Masachat Nida, on Daf Ayin Aleph, I'm at the bottom. In the meantime, you should have a wonderful day.